0: Day, January 10, 2024, I was confused when multiple people that don't usually associate with each other or are on the same show at <laughs> the same time, but uh, I'm
1: pretty sure we've been, have been we've the done, ones who've done the show together the most. Our
0: draft um, night is like, back,
1: yeah. Yeah, draft night crew.
2: Noah's draft here.
0: Crew. No, hey, don't hey. wave. it's a goddamn podcast.
2: Hey, Say hey, hi. You. <laughs> hi.
0: Hi, Noah, how you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, how are you? Oh, you know, great. And uh, Andre Sergei Kostitsin is back.
3: Remember the Kostitsin what, brothers? Weren't
0: they involved in the Russian mafia or some shit? I mean, aren't I they all so. in the
2: Russian mafia? Yeah, every, every Russian the is.
0: Russia. The they Russian all wear
2: tracksuits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to have a tracksuit. <laughs> are be in either the mob? one of them still playing?
0: Yeah. not in the NHL, but are they anywhere? Andre, they're
1: playing in the Russian Mob
2: League.
0: Markovs.
2: I don't think either of them are still playing. I doubt
0: Andre. I
2: uh, doubt Andre Markov is. Kostitsin, I... not Markov. Oh, Kostitsin. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking Markov because of the uh, Habs. Uh,
0: no, Andre is not. Sergey. This is riveting podcasting, by the way. <laughs> this <laughs> is a great way to. Op- I'm sure this is the opening everyone was expecting. <laughs> Yeah,
2: there's we're talk no about other news. The there's brothers about, yeah. here there's, in 2024. There's, there's nothing else wor- nothing else newsworthy happening in the Flyers. It uh, doesn't look
0: like either one of them have played since 2021.
2: Makes sense. <laughs> I didn't know there were two of them.
0: Yeah. I knew about Andre. Andre was a uh, Canadian and Castitzen was a Predator, I believe. They both played for the Canadians at one point. Look at that. Hmm. Hmm. Nashville Predator, I should might, not just a predator in general, but <laughs> I mean I guess he could be if he's oh. part of the mafia, but can we like get on with the show before we <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm
2: about, to, like, I'm about to make a transition and then you start saying, Oh, God. they were both on the pred- on
0: the Canadians.
2: Like <sighs> Anyway, I guess we do have to get into the the big news.
0: Yeah, the Flyers are playing tonight.
2: The yeah. Canadians,
0: I, I guess. News. But who could it possibly is, care? It is the uh, debut
2: for jamie drysdale
0: i gotta get my note my notebook back out of course also of course drysdale. <laughs> i was calling him dry on freaking flyer on tuesdays so. don't
2: worry when we get leon drysdale it's gonna be so hard to, to oh, say God, it's gonna fuck me up S- even worse drysdale, <laughs> drysdale, drysdale baby drysdale. <laughs> uh obviously we got jamie drysdale and a second round pick in 2025 in exchange, uh, well, from the Anaheim Ducks, in exchange for uh, Cutter
1: Gauthier.
0: As you all probably know.
1: No, I didn't hear this. The
2: first you probably time. heard about <laughs> it right <laughs> now. What the
0: fuck? I mean, this is the third show I've done about it, so.
2: <laughs> and the saga keeps continuing.
0: Oh, God. Five hours. a bunch of yeah, dumb shit. Stop. I'm over it already. Just move on. Uh, I mean, I mean, shut up. And... That he's not
2: involved. I mean, uh... Cutter was on an Anaheim podcast or was interviewed for an Anaheim uh, – interviewed by someone associated with the Ducks. And I guess his whole uh, – when he was asked about his reasoning, he said that he's going to keep it between him, his family, and his agent. And, of course, there was that, that one comment he made saying – they're gonna, or I guess his agent said, where they're going to take the high road by not telling anyone at all, which I don't know how not telling the people who drafted you and wanted to sign you to an NHL contract why you don't want to be on their team and then avoiding them by just never showing up, never calling them back, telling your college coach to go out and tell executives to go away. Doesn't exactly sound like the high road. It sounds like a, honestly it
1: sounds like a child having a temper tantrum. Locking yeah, himself it feels, through. It feels kind of uncomfortable. Just I, I'm actually kind of surprised how quickly ahead of it. The flyers got as they did when the news came out, because now it. This, this is what the perspective lives with, like, Cutter Gautier, because now he's just not going to talk about it and the Flyers are being as transparent as possible, which is kind of a breath of fresh air uh, it compared really is. to the regime.
0: Well, I
3: think
0: <laughs> They were united like, about it. I don't know if they were transparent. Well, they came out with their the, united I mean, group of, fuck you, Cutter Gautier, get off my team if you don't like it here and all this, you know, homerism rah-rah bullshit. But at the end of the day... You know, he's gone. We don't know what happened. We don't know what but
2: happened. But I do so, think it's—I think it's pretty telling that with all the stuff that has been said, no one, like Cutter's agents, none of his advisors, no one associated with Cutter Gauthier has refuted anything the flies have said. I think Kevin Hayes is the only I, one. <laughs> well, the only thing that they refuted, Cutter did mention that uh, Cutter did mention on the uh, in the interview that. Kevin Hayes did not sway his opinion in
0: that he thinks what happened, which I agree. No shit.
2: Yeah. There's no way a
0: conversation with Kevin Hayes changes your entire direction of your professional career. At
2: the end of the day, even if Kevin Hayes went up to him and said the Flyers are the worst organization ever. Which I'm sure he did, by the the way.
0: I'm sure that conversation happened. If they talk, Kevin Hayes probably said this Tortorella guy and the Flyers are a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Wouldn't doubt that for a second. At the end of the
2: day, it was Cutter Goche's decision. Yeah. And it was his alone.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, he's a big boy. Whatever
2: reason it was for, uh, there are a bunch of rumors out there, uh, some of them, that it was Tortorella. Uh, apparently, uh, he, he wanted a contract after his freshman year at BC ended. That seems and, to be
0: the theory that Danny, I buy the most. Is... Yeah, I... The Flyers didn't want to sign him because they didn't want overages. And then Gauthier took that as, well, they don't want me. And then he threw a tantrum and it went, you know, radio silence. And that seems to that's the story that I buy. Is that yeah. there yeah. was just, this was not one party's wrongdoing and the other one fought. Like everybody was at fault here. The Flyers yeah, front yeah. office was idiots for not signing their top prospect a matter. And, you know, somebody broke that down. I think Mike put it in the uh, freaking flyer I, chat. Yeah,
2: I think I saw someone it was like broke it down. It was 80K like 80, $80, or
0: something like that. Like, Ridiculous.
2: For a comp- for an organization that's worth over
0: a billion dollars, they can't pay some pocket change. They had no problem retaining half of Hayes' contract to move or buying out <laughs> D'Angelo or fucking bringing on Cal Peterson, but $80,000 as an overage, you know, for your top prospect right then and there, that's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, one of your two it did also seem like future.
2: I also I got to wonder if part of it might be just not wanting because um well, I think his the last game Boston College played was I think it was March 11th. And I'm pretty sure there were only 16 games left in the season. And I mean, from the Flyers perspective, I kind of get that. I don't know if this was at all part of the thought process, but like he would have burned off a year of his ELC to play the last 16 games of an entirely lost season. Like it's not like, like I'm sure that if the flyers are in the hunt for a playoff spot, like if they were a point or two out and like you have 16 games left,
0: cause let's, let's be real here. I mean, they did that with Adderd and Brink though. Signed yeah. yeah. The season, they burned a year off and made it and cutter go is arguably more important to the success of the franchise than either Brink or, Adderdard it's true, more. but Brink,
2: but Cutter Gauthier is going to get a bigger second contract than Brink or Adder, probably combined. If we're being completely honest, yes. you pay your good players money. That's how this game works. Not, what the hell is say- one more
0: year of an ELC?
2: I'm not saying that it what I'm not saying that you don't pay him, but I'm just saying that they would that they might want that extra year of him being on his ELC when I believe if. If he had signed his ELC, because I saw an in an athletic article that when he called after the World Championships to say that he didn't want to play for the Flyers anymore, that Danny Briere and all thought that he would that they were gonna sign into a contract then. So it it seemed like they were okay with signing him in May, although I think the overage still would have happened then, because I thought I saw it would have if they signed them after July 1st, then the overage thing wouldn't have mattered. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. The on flyers
0: that. have like over a million dollars in overages last season. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I what the, it was like 1.2 million or something. Cause Chuck Fletcher's a goddamn moron. I, I did. I, I was, I was talking to someone on Twitter,
2: not a flyers fan. And, and at one point he's like, well, what kind of a rebuilding team has cap problems? I'm like, the team who just had Chuck Fletcher hired for over four years, that's <laughs> like it's it's not that yeah. hard. It, you don't need Scooby-Doo to figure that
1: one out. No, he, he kind of left us some shit, but I don't know. This whole thing's been a little just kind of a kind of a big bummer, to be completely honest with you. It's, it, it just sucks to see like one of your supposed two key pieces of the future just kind of suddenly up and leave and like they were very tight-lipped about it apparently so yeah like, this was over six months so like it's kind of go off the high from uh, him winning the world juniors to just like him not being a like a part of this a future anymore. anymore it's just like just shocking and like,
2: like literally I, two days before or it felt like almost two days before he won gold with with team usa and then yeah like 48 hours later, he's no longer a flyer.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I just like I, w- I was starting to kind of finally feel the like, oh, like this this could be happening. This could be something good for the future soon. When I, like seeing like them celebrating and seeing how he was playing. It's just kind of like kind of took the w- like the wind out of my sails a little bit for that kind of like future excitement. So now it's like question marks for yeah you know the future. i do think
2: i do think that um well i will also say going back to that whole tight lip thing um i i just saw someone reposted an old uh an old article i think from the score where it said for the flyers it was around the draft and it said for the flyers the only uh untouchable is cutter gochier
1: <laughs> yeah i, I saw thought <laughs> and, and, like,
2: and seeing that and and knowing now that they tried to trade him for the fifth overall pick, it, it's kind of funny. It, 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 like objectively, that's pretty funny. I think did Drysdale just get his first goal as a Flyer? No,
1: uh, I think that it was, was Morgan Frost. Frost. Was Frost. Morgan Frost just scored on
2: the power play. <laughs> I I hmm. thought that I saw. I thought I saw um,
0: Jamie Drysdale. I'm like, holy did Drysdale shit! Drysdale have to pick number Drys- nine. By the way, can we not have just? Leave leave number nine and forty seven just in the dirt for a little while and pick a different number. He's, he's trying to. Do we have uh, to immediately go back up. to number nine?
2: <laughs> I do think it's oh, kind so, of a Jamie Drysdale's first point though. He yeah, got an assist on. Say. Um, I do think it's kind of ironic that uh the the first game with a number nine this season is on Pride
1: Night. Yeah. And Mark Stahl sitting too. <laughs> and, Mar- and Mark like a... and, and Mark Stahl sitting,
2: like some lula's
1: playing. They're doing seven D, and Mark Stahl sitting in the goddamn press box, and that kind of feels kind of nice a little bit.
2: Speaking of, oh, what well, I think it was Money Puck uh, or I, I don't remember. Maybe it was Puckopedia. I don't remember, but some I saw online or on Twitter that this one site had. I think they're showing time on ice for Columbus defenseman from last night. And they had Provoff's name in, like, rainbow color and uh, rainbow
1: letters.
0: Oh, fuck off, dude.
1: (laughs) That's kind of funny, actually.
2: It was
3: kind of
0: funny. Yeah, Pride Night, Uh, they did some... I'm going to pull up the uh, press release on this one, but did not wear jerseys. However... No. They're, uh... I got to find... Really, because whoever worded this is probably a lawyer based on their ability to manipulate language very well. But... Where was it? Where was it? Uh, 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 Flyers Charities will host an online auction featuring a number of autographed jerseys along with Pride Themes items. And I went, huh. Autographed jerseys. That's weird because they didn't say the word jerseys. They did not have them, but they did get around to that loophole by Lawton, Farabee, and Atkinson made a visit to the Mazzoni Center today. Maybe yesterday, yeah, sometime. Yeah. And those jerseys are listed on the auction. And they are pride jerseys. Mm. So they technically kinda sorta wore them.
3: Yeah, they I, d- wore them the I'm best way sure. they could. And for some reason Nick Delori's jersey is listed. I
0: don't know why, but uh He's not even playing. He didn't even wear it. He wasn't even at the event. Huh. So oh, they, wait, uh, how many flyers were at the event? Three. It was
2: Farabee, yeah. Lawton, and Atkinson. Okay. I- I thought hmm. you just said three. Yeah. How many jerseys are up for auction? Four. Four? Okay. Atkinson, yeah, Therapy, that is
0: Lawton, and then for Nick for something. it must be last year's, so I assume. Maybe. I
2: wonder if he was supposed to do that, but maybe he got, maybe he, I don't maybe know, was... like, got sick or
0: something. It was fucking I don't CTE know. kicked in and wasn't allowed in the building. <laughs> just... Jesus Christ. Um. We... So, I
1: I hear Trevor Zegris is a... Uh gonna be a flyer uh, yeah. the, well <laughs> I mean, they pee together
2: hope, but... don't you know they pee together <laughs>
1: him and jay york, york all of them go to a con- like country concerts together yeah. all just as cowboys
0: i want nothing more than trevor zegers to play for john tortorella i want I it think so be so bad kind of that would
2: objectively be funny yes it'd be great <laughs> oh my god imagine in like two in like two or three years Matt Mitchkov and Trevor Zegers both pull off a of Michigan <laughs> in the same game. And you just, they go up to, like, the press box. Like, I'm sure John Torrell is by then is, like, a, in a managerial role. They go up to John Torrell in the press box, and he's seething. <laughs> he's just, like, sitting These like damn
1: kids. S- ruined the game. Slamming his fist. God fucking damn it. <laughs>
2: I Embarrassing. Do
3: wonder,
2: I I truly do wonder. Like, because uh, I would I did... For anyone who who didn't see my, the article I put out at the day after Christmas about the possibility of John Tortorella maybe in the near future uh, shifting into a managerial role with the Flyers and leaving a vacant spot as head coach. But um, if John Tortorella is here when Matt Vay-Mitchkov uh, if John Tortorella is the head coach, when Matt Baymichkov comes over, whenever that may be, and Matt Baymichkov scores a goal by pulling off of Michigan, is John Tortorella going to actually, like, would he
0: sit him? It's bold of you to assume that Michkov's ever going to play for the Flyers, but, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he would do. I mean, you don't, you don't have much choice. I think the, that's the thing about Drysdale that's going to be the most interesting, is here's a young, smaller offensive defenseman, and Tortorella does not like young, small offensive defensemen.
2: I mean, he's been pretty physical today. He banished
0: Emil Andre to the AHL. Ronnie Adard, I mean, Ronnie Adard and Zamula are taller, but they're slightly more offensive, and they've never been given opportunities. Cam York, I mean, has fought tooth and nail just to get where he's at right now. Oh, yeah. So the fact that they basically cannot afford to fuck up Drysdale at all, it's gonna be no. interesting. This is this is gonna challenge Tortorella a little bit.
1: It'll be interesting to see like what the lineup kind of is by the time trade deadline to happen with like Risto, Sealer, or Walker. They're gonna keep them. You all. have to imagine. Match-
2: I gotta <laughs> imagine. I I wouldn't be surprised if they all stay. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I would put money that the only thing they do on trade deadline day is extend Sean Walker.
1: Oh god, that'd probably be like the worst thing they could do. It'd be probably as unproductive as last year's trade, or yeah, last year's trade deadline. with I? I called people. I called some people on my phone. I made well, seventeen had a phone Detroit.
0: calls today. We had it. Here's my Detroit. log. You can look at it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, was that what was it? they had an almost
0: deal right at the well, end of the yeah, thing. It, oh yeah, it, it was a JVR uh, to Detroit for some reason.
2: It was JVR to Detroit? Wasn't it for like a like a fifth round pick or something?
0: something? Stupid, huh? yeah. It's a and
2: then and then nothing happened. They're like, oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, do you
2: <laughs> I mean never mind?
1: It's Chuck Fletcher just shrugging. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I didn't do my job. I
2: do find it funny that JVR was like was like the nail in
0: the coffin for Chuck Fletcher
2: because <laughs> wasn't it like. It was like less than,
0: was it about a week later that was, Chuck Fletcher yeah, was fired? Yeah, t- seven to ten days later, whenever it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they let him go get booed by, like, all the season ticket holders, and then they were like, all right,
2: he's Have gone. some <laughs> class,
0: Steve Coates.
1: Oh, that's, was, that's so funny. J V R was
2: one of the last moves Ron Hextall made as Flyers GM, and almost trading J V R was the last move Chuck Fletcher made as Flyers GM.
1: <laughs> Gosh, it really is getting cyclical at this point. Yeah. Oh my God! I th- it's it's poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> it. Oh God. It's kind of crazy. Like so. Uh, I saw a tweet by Evil Gray that was like, "Would you take Trevor Zegris for Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett, in a second round?" And it's amazing how many people said no. Like the how honestly many, like, though, the like, the-
0: you know, here's my take on this one because this Drysdale trade was hilarious. Like, as somebody who writes a lot of stuff every summer and every time there's a trade rumor, I'm the first on to write about it. And everybody mm-hmm. unanimously hates it. Whether this Zegers thing wrote it today, the summer I was on the Alex DeBreen cat cart, William Nylander, mm-hmm. before he re-signed, I was on that train. And everybody fucking hates it. They hate the idea of adding players. Drysdale, we can't get rid of people. Everyone is already riding Drysdale's dick. They didn't think twice about it because he was added from the outside. Shane Pinto, when those rumors went up earlier in the year. Everyone was on board, even though the fact that the guy's nothing special. Oh, it's Shane Bento. They're going to get him. When they brought in Garnet Hathaway, everyone's fucking riding his dick. It's like the moves that they make, the internal homerism right now is so strong that you're going to buy into any of these moves. But deep down in their fucking monkey brains, they're afraid to add players and lose players and make trades. It's a fascinating social experiment that I'm putting together here. I got to write a piece on this one day.
2: Well, I I also think that part of the reason why Drysdale has gained as much like has gained as much uh, popularity with the Flyers fan base is because we got rid of Cutter Gauthier and everything that's come out since. I think, every, and now everyone's like, "Fuck Gauthier, Jamie Drysdale's going to become that top pairing right hand defenseman who's a who's a great quarterback for the power play," which. I mean, he's looking pretty decent so far tonight. Yeah. And I mean so I mean, like we were saying right before we started, like we we were all very happy when we saw that we were getting Jimmy Drysdale. And of course then it all turned to like what the fuck when we saw Cutter Goche was going the other way. So but I do really think that it, that the fact that everything came out about Cutter Goche, especially uh, Danny Briere and Keith Jones, immediately saying that like that uh, that Cutter Goche didn't want to play for the Flyers, everyone just then rallied around uh, Jamie Drysdale.
1: Yeah, well, he's the guy they got in return for that like kind of exactly. stinging loss. Which,
2: it's just like it's just like when any player like. I'm sure that if, like, who just say some random player uh, wanted a trade, like, asked for a trade, everyone's going to rally around the guy they traded for, like, assuming it's a good guy, like, hoping that he's better than the guy they traded away.
1: Yeah, it's kind of what's happening with, like, Owen Tippett right now, too. I mean, he's the guy that we got for Giroux, and not that he's he's terrible, like, he scored today, but, you know, I think some people hold him a little too tight. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy that people were so willing to, like, they're like, no, we need Tippett here. We need Tippett here. We need Frost here. I'm like, I you know, looking at just their blatant stats, like, Trevor Zegers has done more in less games than both of them. God, there it's, was some so, talk this morning, like,
0: well, Trevor Zegers is just Morgan Frost. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw someone say, it oh, like, yeah, no. he's like a,
1: like a, like, Frost
0: with flair or something like that. Frost with sparkle or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, I realize Trevor Zegris has double the points Morgan Frost does in about the same amount of games, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
2: Listen, I understand that Trevor Zegris isn't having the best season right now, but like, this is still better than anything Morgan Frost has. 60 plus
1: point seasons last two years. Yeah, twice. Like, they've not even sniffed that.
0: I think. Plus the offensive
2: the offensive creativity
0: with uh, the offensive creativity, the marketability, quite frankly, of having somebody like that on your team. That's you know, uh, that was one of the big things that I thought about today in the article. Uh, It was just like you need somebody to market, man. Especially with Cutter Gogia gone, you need a young guy that's going to come in and be a pillar in a franchise and somebody to establish. Zegers is the guy, and you got the friend connection. He can circle exactly. jerk with Drysdale and 100%. Cam York. What more do you want? Like
2: I, could you, I think it makes way too much sense not to I'm do it. I yeah, especially now
1: with I it's
2: don't remember ideas, who but. tweeted it out, but it, it makes sense. The fact that it happened, the fact that that came out right the day after the 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 trade between the Flyers and Ducks. It almost makes me wonder if, like, they were try- if Danny Breer was trying to also get Trevor Zegras and they just couldn't work it out. Of course, that doesn't mean that that Danny Breer can't can't uh, circle back. And... Separate
0: trades happen regularly between exactly. Teams. Yeah, yeah. They can't. They can definitely circle back and say, okay, we can give you this trade. And this is one of the things, you know, resulting in losing Gauthier was like you need. So much of the offensive struggles of this team were always just kind of shrugged off. Well, Goche will be here. Well, Goche coming at the end of the year. Now, who cares? The power play is dead last. Goche is going to show up and save it all. That's not happening anymore. You don't have a top offensive in house prospect coming until Mitch and that's two years at minimum away right now. Okay, you yeah. need something to fix this team this summer. You know, is Zegers the be all end all? No, but god damn it, it's a good place it to would start. Help. Like, yeah, seriously, you need, good, something. you need some, you need some fix. If it's not Zegers, it has to be somebody like Zegers. And the fact that he's a lot younger, he's what, 23 right now? You know, that's yeah. a better building block than somebody like Neilander who's 28. You know, like, you, it fits the timeline of everybody else. I know it you, it's just funny. Again, one of those things. We it love Drysdale, perfect. but hate Zegers. Fuck off. You get them both. How about that? It's, uh, it's uh, kind of crazy
1: I, because, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. So it's, it's just kind of crazy to me because everyone has, like, this high for, like, Travis Connecty and, like, everyone else. But could you imagine, like, those two on a line together? Yeah. Like, could you imagine, oh like, like, Forster? Like, any, like, just any one of these people could benefit from it. Owen Tippett would benefit from it. Bobby Brink would probably benefit from a line with Bobby Zegers. I think all these players, like, who are working, like, I'm really watching them work really hard, to, but they cannot finish. Yeah. yeah. Have a guy like him on there travis connect he's getting like like 50 points in like a season plus like he's going high like it's well, just...
0: he should have more than 50 points
1: um,
2: you know. he rarely does oh, yeah.
0: but that's fine that's but, what i'm yeah, saying I mean, like
2: like we've do. been saying it, it just makes way too much sense with us like like dan said the marketability the offensive creativity that he brings that really uh, i mean like we were saying, we probably don't. The only person in this organization that has the creativity of Zgres is in Russia right now. Yeah. yeah. And the only, probably the most marketable player in the organization is in Russia right now. Yep. So, also worth noting, Zgris, Bob
0: Murray drafted Zgres, and that was apparently a big reason why they went after Drysdale, because Bob Murray's in the front office now. Yeah, Bob Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see so that. Another tie of that. Uh... I mean, Those I kinda nice. it just
2: it all it just makes way too much sense. He he would help us out, like you said. He he fits the timeline perfectly. It's it all the it friend be connection. Good. It's just Culture. I don't see yeah I don't see much of a downside.
0: Like unless besides the fact that he's got three years left at five point seven five and still an RFA at the end of the deal as well.
2: Yeah, I I don't see any. It doesn't hurt. Bad thing. The only bad thing would be what would be going
0: back in the trade. And even then, you, you have to justify that at some yeah. point. You don't you have do. it You need that help. You have to put assets out to get a player back one fucking way or the other. And Zegers makes a lot more sense than pretty much anybody else on the market right now. Exactly. No, maybe Elias Pettersson. If those negotiations go south in Vancouver, maybe you can consider that. But Zegras is the first like substantial name that's out there this summer. This is a shit free agent pool, especially now that Neilander's gone and the RFA market is pretty goddamn quiet outside of Elias Pettersson. If those yep. like if Pettersson resigns, you're fucked. You know you need somebody right now to fix this, and Zegers makes a ton of, ton of sense. And the fact that they just had those communication lines open with Anaheim, another round where you can revisit and be like, okay, what prevented us from adding this guy before? Let's talk about it now. You got two first-round picks this year. You got two second-round picks this year. You got your first next year. You got two seconds next year. And you got the trade deadline coming up with Walker, Sealer, Stall, whatever mm-hmm. else you can get from there. You're going to have assets. There is no, and you've got a fucking NHL team's worth of NHL players that you refuse to fucking use right now. If Oli Lexell doesn't have a chance in the NHL with the Flyers, trade the fucker. Because some team's going to use him properly, he's going to succeed. Like, I just don't see a downside to this Zegers thing. Other exactly. than people are just fucking ridiculous on it. Yeah,
1: It would also be a good opportunity for, like, the front office to gain some, like, much-needed good faith with not all, When was the last time this
0: organization made a trade like that?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, do something like that, you have most... Ironically enough, it was Danny Breyer in 2007.
0: I guess Pronger came in 2009, but even that, I mean, fuck... Well, Danny Breyer wasn't a trade. Yeah, it's true, I guess.
1: It's still, like, a big signing, like, you know... You don't have those really anymore. Who was the last big sign? Kevin Hayes, kind of JVR. The, JVR. the big
0: three were JVR, Hayes, and LeCavalier. and all three of those, yeah, those were not three. big names. And Le Calvier was twenty thirteen. So you know, it's been a while it since was you've uh... old
1: Le Calvier.
0: Like it wasn't even even Kevin Hayes Kevin, was but... twenty nineteen already. It's twenty twenty four now.
1: Yeah, it's Nick Delore yeah, was a big no. signing. I guess no. <laughs> Travis well, Sanon well, was a huge signing.
0: Oh, fuck off. Well,
1: I, yeah, like...
3: Ryan it's, Ellis?
0: It, it's been that went so
2: well. long since we've had, like... And, you know, that trade on Monday, that was a pretty gutsy move, too. Like, it, yeah. it was an overall... Especially if if uh, if Jamie Drysdale can stay healthy and comes as advertised as, like, what, what Anaheim expected on draft night in 2020... This is a really good trade for the Flyers because, first of all, two of the biggest uh, like uh, like missing pieces in this organization in the pipeline was elite right-handed defensemen and centers. We we've, yeah. we've seemingly we've hopefully filled that right-handed defenseman uh, spot with with Jamie Drysdale and Bonk. Yeah, Bonk Bonk is, like, honestly, we went from, like, we, yeah, but still, we went from, at the beginning, on Sunday, we went from thinking, okay, the future of our blue line is probably Cam York, Camille Andre, Igor Zamula, and Oliver Bonk, maybe, um, uh, Ronnie Adderd, like, who's gonna be that top-line right-handed defenseman, and now we have that
0: He'll be here for the next 10 years after this fucking summer. That's what some people uh, Weren't really you do the hard. one
2: who said trade him and then sign him
1: back in free agency?
0: I'm saying if you if you cannot live without him, bring him back in free agency.
1: Yeah, after you get some assets for him. Trade him at the yeah.
0: deadline, and if you've realized, man, we just fucking need Sean fucking Walker here for some reason, then resign him. I'm not pro-re-signing I mean, Sean Walker. The way Necessary. he's playing... The way he's playing, I wouldn't
2: mind him at, on, like, a three-year deal as, Fuck like, our no. second
0: parent Fuck deal. no. Bring him back for one year at most. You do not commit to these people long-term anymore. You don't need it. You still got in under contract for four more years. Four more I thought it was, like, two. It's three, actually.
2: Twenty seven <laughs> is the, But, uh... I mean, like, I, th- I think Sean Walker can be a good... Uh, second, uh, like
0: second pairing defenseman for us. That's why you trade him mean, for a king's ransom at the deadline to give him to
2: a exactly. playoff team that can use him for a. No, ex- I, I am pro trading Sean Walker for a good deal. If a good deal comes by,
0: you gotta send Sean Walker. Realistically, away. you can only keep one. You can only keep Bruce Line on yeah, Walker. You... With because with Ronnie is on one way contract next year. So yeah, with Jamie
2: Drysdale in the mix one of Sean Walker or Rasmus Ristolainen is gone.
0: And Walker I, is the easiest one to move.
2: Yeah, he would prob- he'd get you the bigger uh, return. More teams
0: mm. are going to be interested.
2: I I have a feeling that he'd get the bigger return than
0: Ristolainen. Yeah. I, I would. Maybe. I, you, I think the only thing he has that in way. that is the fact that he's a uh, pending UFA. I think that's the only reason why I'd have a bigger return. But value-wise, I think they'd probably be relatively even otherwise.
1: I think the contract is the biggest differential on that one. I also think that,
2: uh, I mean, Bristol Lions played well this year. I just think that Sean Walker's played better,
0: along with the fact True. that. Ristol Lions that, big. That's still a selling factor that is, for general that managers. Is still,
2: that is a big selling big, factor.
0: right-handed.
2: But as well as the fact that, you know, we could, it should be no problem retaining half of Sean Walker's salary because it's up at the end of the year.
0: We're not going to add anyone. I mean, they're that, more than likely going to.
2: Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot easier. I don't think that if if Danny Briere trades Ristolainen at the trade deadline, I think he's going to be way more hesitant. Oh, I don't think. I'm like
0: 99% sure he's going to be way more hesitant to retain salary. How about you get rid of Ristolainen and Walker both and then bring in a legitimate right-handed defenseman to play for this team? Honestly, that would be fine. That would be perfectly... Fine by me. Get
1: put Sealer in the mix too. Yeah. Just let him go too.
0: Yeah, Sealer and stalk can fuck off.
2: wasn't Wasn't it Sealer and was it Sealer and Walker or Sealer and Risto that there were reports that teams wanted them as a package?
0: It was Walker and yeah, Sealer. They're both UFAs.
2: I thought it was Walker and Sealer as well, Damn. but for some reason Risto was still making the
0: Risto was but... old. Well. Make it a fucking menage a trois.
1: Yeah, let's go. Hey,
0: right send all three. Yeah, fucking take them. A... We'll throw in Mark Stahl for free while you're at it. Take all three. <laughs> <Yeah, them>. Take <laughs> all of them. We'll, we'll, Every keep, single it, we'll one.
1: keep his contract money. Just, just take them. I don't fucking look at him anymore, dude. <laughs> he's listen. He's... We will give you a bag of. We will take a bag of pucks <laughs> for Mark Stahl. He is easily one of the most worthless signings I think I've seen in, like, recent Flyers history. Like, there is no point to having him here. He is literally just taking up a roster spot. Mark he has Stahl. not contributed anything.
0: Mark Stahl and Victor Mete were just completely useless signings. I, I yeah, just I mean, don't even just, understand I, what... I guess the idea was, like, everyone's going to get hurt because it's the Flyers and everyone always gets fucking hurt. So here's extra bodies when everyone gets hurt. But, like... There's no purpose. Neither one of Stahl or Mete serve a purpose in this fucking organization. Drives me no. nuts. Every time I see Victor Mete just exist in Lehigh. It pisses me off! I for- I keep forgetting that Victor Mete oh is a Oh my flyer. god, he's worthless. We've got so many fucking bodies on this blue line, and they just added two random people for no reason. It really is a it story. It's going to be I'm interesting on this blue Honestly, line. Honestly, like
2: before, before, um, before, uh, before Stahl was brought in, before Stahl and Mete were brought in, we we got Granz and Walker. Oh, Helge Granz sucks. Um, I, yeah. We had Ronnie Adder, We had Emil Andre, Igor Zamula. We had uh, Belpedio, who played better than either of
0: them. Yeah. Like, well, yeah just, good. So that's the thing, I, though, is you have all these young guys. I mean, Andre should be in the NHL right now. He's far too good for the AHL. Adder deserves a shot in the NHL. You've got these guys that desperately you need offensive defensemen. And this is kind of the thing with torts, is you're gonna have York, he's a mainstay. Now your Dry Seidel needs to be a mainstay. Andre's very nice. good. Yeah. Zamula is here. I don't know if they're gonna resign him, but Adder's already here for next season. Like you got a lot of young, inexperienced defensemen that all are going to probably be here next year. How the hell are they gonna manage that one, considering they clearly do not like their young defensemen playing a lot of minutes at once? It's almost like they should have been slowly but surely integrating them over the last few years, rather than bringing in dumb fuckers like Mark Stahl to take spots in the first place. Mm.
2: Daniel, we don't that would we don't do. We just got to uh, retain
0: Nick Sealer for. We don't
2: year. do common sense
1: here.
0: I know we don't do common sense. That's that. That's the problem.
1: We Remember, drink. we had Chuck Fletcher for f- over four years. Yeah, and then we had Ron Hextall before that. So it's we're it's we're trying to build the brain back up here. And we're not we're not doing the best of jobs when your first your first and only choice for GM is the rookie GM that was in Chuck Fletcher's.
0: And then the first uh, thing he did as GM was screw up Cutter Goatier.
1: Yikes. <laughs>
2: ah! Do you think Cutter did doesn't want to play because
1: uh Garnet Hathaway is nineteen? Yeah, that's exactly why he didn't want to go. Hey, it's between him, his parents, and his agent. When
0: Forster demands a trade because Mark Stahl took 18. (laughs) Why the hell was Forster going to switch to 18 anyway?
2: Exactly. Didn't he wear, like, wasn't there a number in the 50s that he wore in the OHL? I'm
0: pretty sure he was 71, like, most of his career at this point. I don't know where 18 came from. I found no visual proof of him wearing 18.
2: Yeah, I, I never saw a picture of him wearing 18. But... He wore uh, I like him with, with 71. 71's Beth- a good
0: number. I like that number. I want to get a jersey made, but I don't want to fucking... have to change it. So he wore 52. That was his rookie number. But he's been 71 in junior. 71 with the Phantoms. 71. Yeah. Still junior. 71 in junior. He was 12 on Canada. Well, that's still not yeah, 18
2: but like yes. but also remember Connor Bedard was number 16 for Canada and the world juniors so like
0: there's just there's zero reference of him where, it looks like there was 17 maybe during his rookie season in juniors but still that's 71 like you got all the, like what does 18 come from <laughs> yeah that was I was so confused was so mad about that one <sighs> jersey numbers are stupid
2: Speaking of jersey numbers, do we just think that Morgan Frost is going to keep 48 cuz like I I I just don't have a feeling that he's going to ever change I think the, the bigger
0: question is what number is he going to wear with his new team next season.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously,
0: he's There's not. no he's... way Morgan Frost comes back, right?
1: No, he, he I, 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 don't I mean see much how how some Flyers
0: fans are grin. I mean he's under contract and still an RFA, but I mean there's no fucking way, right? I don't know why they re-signed this guy in the first place, quite frankly, knowing that this was the likely outcome. He didn't work well yeah, with torts it, last year. No shit, it didn't change this year. And it
1: took so long to re-sign him anyway. Like what was like what was the hold up?
0: That's right, he held out all those months. Didn't sign until training camp.
1: I don't know. It 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 does all seem so weird. like
2: like you said, he held out for so long. He doesn't get along with torts. That was that the summer these change. fuckers
0: wanted to give him like six by six on my Twitter mentions. That's right. Oh
1: my god. Maybe if he learned in the Michigan, he'd be just like Trevor Zigris. Just some sparkle.
3: A sparkle. <laughs>
0: Jesus it's fucking like, Christ. Dude. I was so angry when I woke That was the first thing. I woke up, checked Twitter, and the first thing I see is people saying that Morgan Frost is better than Zegers. I'm just like, just fuck uh, off. It's like, God. I don't know. At, God, at I don't any- Rella
2: doesn't even believe that shit. <laughs> I don't think at any point ever Morgan Frost is better than uh, Trevor Zegers. You know what, maybe for
1: like the what two years that he was alive before Ziegris was. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, he had a little, little bit of heads up there, but it's just it's just even if like you're going for a numbers thing, it's just all plain black and white right there. Like Trevor Ziegress is the better option of most of their players, and we would be lucky to have him. But Especially did you
0: know that Morgan Frost had a two point per game pace in juniors during his D plus two year. Well,
1: you know, that factors in completely now in 2024.
0: Yeah, well, hey, people are still writing on that fact, so.
1: I don't think, I don't think there should be any. Trevor Zegers has
0: played 200 NHL games. He has 53 goals and 146 points. Morgan Frost has played 187 NHL games with 32 goals and just 82 points. So almost double the point production in about the same amount of games.
1: Literally. Literally. It, yeah I was looking these stats up earlier because I was so dumbfounded by how like many people were defending Morgan Frost over this guy and I'm like
0: I I've, just don't uh, understand I've, the Morgan Frost homerism. I never have, granted, first and foremost. But it's still, people are going on the fucking cross to die for this guy. He has 13 points in 29 a games this year. This is the guy that was so indispensable, and it was such a crime and a tragedy against humanity when they were fucking sitting him. He's been playing for much of the last month. He got scratched in Columbus, but, like, 13 points. That's the fucking guy. That's the guy we're fucking... I don't get it. it. I don't understand.
2: You know, if they had marketed him as like a third line like scorer, okay, I could see that. But that's that's not what they're gonna ever advertise him as. They're gonna it they're doesn't gonna help that people be called him Claude Junior. A...
0: For all those years. Oh my
1: god. Yeah, they overhyped him way too much. I guess judging from the draft, they drafted the him, in, I can not understand why. But I'm trying to at least like dumb my brain down enough to. <laughs> see the perspective of it, but it's just he it, he's so uninteresting. He's just He's there's
2: he's just
0: like, a guy. And like, listen, I still wish there's nothing guy.
2: wrong. I there's, still wish we drafted Tolvin in instead of him.
0: There's nothing inherently wrong with a 50-point middle six forward. Like, that's mm-hmm. fine. There's places for him. If he was on a legitimate team with offensive players, he'd probably be better right now. But like, yeah. every last forward this team has tops out as a random middle six 50-point guy. He's just another face in the crowd at this point, and he does not play defense well, which is the one thing that Tortorella gives a fuck about. Thus, he's on the outside looking in. This guy does absolutely nothing special. If you plopped him on Toronto on a line with, you know, Marner and Nylander, hey, you know what, maybe he'd get to 100 points. But it's never going to happen here because he's not the guy and the rest of this goddamn team sucks so bad that you can't make a star out of him here. So either you ah, fucking, I hate this. I hate Morgan Frost. I hate the Morgan Frost fanatics. I hate him.
2: <sighs> it's very confusing. So it sounds like you really like Bill Meltzer.
0: Oh yeah. We're best. Yeah. Everyone's getting Meltzer right now. You know, he was on the show one time. <laughs>
1: I actually did. was. As as I didn't know that.
0: I think he was the very first person that Anthony and I did our uh, interview series with. I oh. remember. I, I think I this remember. This was like I don't know, three, four years ago now, but.
2: I think I remember listening to that. Because
0: he talked for fucking ever.
1: <laughs> he sure likes to talk. He really does, the way he tweets sometimes. <laughs> That's ridiculous.
2: Okay. I kind of want him to block me just because that'd be so funny. I'm already blocked him. by uh, Sam Karshidi, so. <laughs> I want to DM him, Zegris. I'm pretty sure it was something... I think he was going after Giroux after we traded him. I think I said something, and he blocked me.
1: Hmm. You well,
3: know. I don't.
2: I just remember it was something about Claude Giroux, and it was, like, the most hypocritical thing ever, and I called him out, and he was like, fuck you, and blocked me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, that's
3: okay.
1: They always go, like, oh, yeah, well, I got the block button, so I win. I'm like, no, that actually just means you lose. <laughs> Fucking idiots! Oh, my God. Him and Mike
2: Seleski and Bill Meltzer. Oh, boy. The trio. <laughs> well, what, the, so, what was Mike Seleski's, like, stupid question? He asked, like, a stupid... The one that uh, Jake Vorchak called him names on? Not that one, because... I, I remembered Jake doing that. It was this season. He asked, like, one of the stupidest questions.
0: I think it was the torts. I oh, know. I lose yeah, track I of a, all a... the stupid questions that people ask John Tortorella.
1: <laughs> because he has such great responses to them, though. It's the one more enjoyable thing about his tenure here is he's every bit, the like, as famous as he is with the press is, like, I remember.
0: And we're not even getting prime Tortorella when it comes to the press. I... I know oh, that's yeah, the no. thing. This was Tortorella of, like ten years ago. Could you imagine what he would say to these? Farmers? Oh, he...
1: Tortorella with You'd the
0: uh, with she... the
1: Rangers was peak oh. interview Tortorella. It's it's nice. He's kind of like um in his in his golden years with it. So he's just kind of like
0: now he's just get off my just lawn. Tired. <laughs> <killing> <laughs> he's just
2: tying the bullshit. T- he's really just tired. like I. Whenever <laughs> I watch a post post game interview of his, it it just looks like he's one he's one bad comment away from just saying. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go <laughs> to bed care. and eat my worthers.
0: Are there two PWHL know. games going on right now? What? I didn't know that. I'd be streaming both of them. I'm only watching I don't Montreal, know if New York.
1: OTA from a hole in the wall.
0: Toronto, Minnesota. There <laughs> are two games right now.
2: Whoa. When, is, when is Philly getting a uh, PWHL Not team? soon
0: enough. That's the.
2: You know, I think I. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, I believe the NHL was the like was the lead of of the MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL. They were the longest league to not have a team in Philly, and that only took them 13 years to get wow. a team in Philly. I didn't know that. Yep, I believe it was the NFL and MLB both had a team in Philly to when they started, and. The NBA, I think the I think the first Philly team was uh, like four years or, or maybe two years into it. What I'm trying to say is that most professional leagues
1: go to Philadelphia pretty quickly. I mean, there we are, a big sports city. Yeah, better or for worse.
0: I mean, they are. They do have uh, PWHL Minnesota in the XL Energy Center, which is where the Wild play. And they PWHL New York has been in USB Arena, UBS Arena, wherever the uh, Islanders are at right now. So it is feasible that they could put them in the Wells Fargo Center, or if you want a little smaller building, the PPL Center. I think it's eighty five hundred for hockey.
1: Yeah, I think does they could Ottawa easily do that. Ottawa does it what in the seventy the seventy sixes?
0: They do it in the oh, sixty sevens Uh sixty seven. Sorry, PWHL was Toronto was is really. in the Maple Leaf Garden.
2: But Daniel, then the Sixers have even more competition with scheduling.
1: I don't care. <laughs> what about Disney on ice?
0: You know what happens when the fucking Sixers build their arena and leave anyway? Wells Fargo oh Center is going to go to shit and the Flyers are going to relocate. That's what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> they're going to bring back the Spectrum. <laughs> You're gonna, that's when they're going to get the PWHL team. <laughs> you are going to need to like bank as much Rebuilt as Rebuild the Spectrum
0: specifically for... You know, they, the were gonna, they were going to build an arena for whatever that uh gaming, the Overwatch League. They were going to build an yeah. arena in the parking lot of the Wells Fargo Center for that thing. So it's for feasible they could yeah. now build an arena for the PWH. Well,
1: well, they got moved to Korea and then they disbanded. And the league closed down, yeah, so, you know. So it's uh that that was really promising. Can you believe they were gonna
0: do that? That's insane. It was like, they were gonna do it, and then the pandemic happened, and they were like, "Oh, just kidding. We don't have money for it anymore." Got rid of yep.
2: it. But I, it's I just wonder why they need an game. arena for an
1: esports team. I don't know. Well, like I've seen those games, and it's like, yeah, they they do it in like more like arena esque kind of places. It's huge overseas. That's the big thing. So they're trying to. Uh, build on that capital in the United States, but it's. I feel they like you gotta start to at like a, a
2: convention center first, like he, like a big, big convention center start. hall. Like you have all these people. I, I just never under like, do you go and they have a whole bunch of seats like, like at yeah.
1: Los Fargo Center. Yeah, they'll have like big screens and they'll have the dudes on their whatever their computers and they'll play their game and you get to watch that shit it's i don't know it's not really my thing but i think I i'd rather get like get watch
2: it. that online just because you can see all the screens better
1: but yeah I don't that's know. where i watched it on twitch and i was like this it seems a lot better than just sitting on like <laughs> some sort of like poorly made stand to watch like a bunch <laughs> of dudes just fucking click a mouse pad but i do get that there is some enjoyment for a lot of people who yeah. watch that stuff Go like back, <laughs> <laughs> back to the
2: Flyers, though. go back to the Flyers, though. And we are what? I think this is the forty-first game of the season, so this will be the halfway mark of the season. Uh, the Flyers are still in a playoff spot. Granted, um, by Thursday morning, they could be well out of a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they're not really. They're kind of playing now more to what my expectations were for them. They are at the coming beginning back of now. the year uh, i believe
2: it's... i believe um besides buffalo montreal and ottawa every team in the east below us are either
1: a point or two yeah below us it's like i think there's i don't know if this still holds true but i think there's like three points uh, teams who hold like 44 points or something. The
0: Hurricanes have 49 points in second to the Metro. Flyers have 46. Islanders have 46. Devils have 44. Capitals have 44. Penguins have 44.
1: Okay. See? Yeah. I think
2: there's
0: also. Lightning are at 45. Red Wings are at 44. <laughs> Canadians are at 39. So, yes, that uh, wild shit. card race is going to be very, very tight.
2: So, yeah, I mean. One bad stretch by the Flyers, and we're like, which they're in the middle cool of right yet. now.
0: They only have two wins in their yeah. last nine games. It looks like, which, yeah. yeah they're depending like three on what and happens tonight against Montreal, which I believe they're still losing as of this. Uh, they're second. tied. No, they're no, tied. It's tied. tied. All right, All right fuck they're off, right. both of you. It's tied going into the <laughs> third, Daniel. It's so exciting. Look, I mean, look, it's like... Morgan
1: Frost. Oh my god.
2: It's definitely like I was looking at the standings earlier today. It, it's definitely feasible that we finish bottom 3 in the conference.
1: Yeah, you kind of like, you kind of need to watch them uh just kind of crash and burn the second half. Cuz what you said Montreal has what 39 points.
0: Montreal has 39, Sabres have 38, Senators are at 28 and Blue Jackets are at 35. The Flyers are currently at 44. I mean So third worst is
2: Best be case,
0: quote-unquote. Uh could be
2: second worst. I, I mean, guess you could pass points, the Blue Jackets. Eight points in... I mean, you said the Sabres have 38 points, right?
0: Sabres have 38, yeah.
2: So, it's very feasible that the Sabres could... Uh, like, you know, move up. I mean, that's only four more wins than...
0: If the Flyers the, are on pace where they're game. at, I mean... They're going to get lapped by quite a few of these teams. Plus, like... I wouldn't be surprised if
2: Buffalo has another late season surge like they did last year.
0: No, all this is highly unlikely, by the way.
2: But I mean, it's yeah, fair. it's all pure speculation. But like, yeah, I think it just goes to
0: show. Like, it's not looking great for their playoffs. We hopes, had, anyway. We have a couple half bad games. Left. You're out of it. Like we're I mean, half. I don't even want left. a in it. Well, that is we true. Have,
2: like I was saying, especially had, now.
1: Like especially now, I don't want them to be in a playoff i want them to be out of a playoff spot so badly because i we we now really need those assets to be like actually hit we can't do these fucking 15 draft 15 or higher
0: yeah florida is firmly than, entrenched oh in the playoff spot in in the yeah uh, atlantic yeah, yeah. I, so if both of I, the if the flyers and the panthers both make it even if they're early out that's late teens early 20 picks neither one of them will be in the lottery
1: we need to figure out how to get into a lottery spot if we are in that kind of position. Like we need to like that's when you need We're to trade Sean Walker it right for another. One. Well, I We're hope to, I hope we get there.
2: Well, here's the we thing: get... you're not going to get a lottery pick
0: for Sean Walker.
1: Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying you could do three, try three and move up. Uh, yeah, okay, like okay, okay, yeah. yeah you
0: yeah. trade Walker to Toronto for a first-round pick, and we got three firsts. You know, this draft should not be as. You know, stingy as last year's was, you should be able to move up. I don't yeah. know if it gets you in the top ten, but it should get you, well, so, you know, close enough. I mean, you could definitely Low.
2: use you could use a guy like Morgan Frost as well. With like Morgan
0: Frost for a late sixth round pick, maybe.
1: No, no, better than Trevor Siakos. Remember that.
0: Plus, yeah.
1: we he, have he could get us a top three pick. Actually, thank you very <laughs> much.
2: Is, is the Jay O'Brien compensatory pick this year? Yes. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, it is. This
2: year. I mean, also we. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure we're only gonna have two because I believe the condition for the second from Columbus is that they can choose if it's this year or next year.
0: Condition: Columbus must decide after the 2024 first round is complete if they're sending a 2024 second or the pick is in 2025 second to Philadelphia.
2: I wouldn't be shocked if they if they move it to 2025. Just to be dicks. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, why would? Saying,
0: why wouldn't guys? They? That would be three second-round picks next year, though.
2: So, I mean, realistically, you could use one of those second-round picks with two. If we do get another first-round pick to have three first-round picks, we're gonna either have three second-round picks this
0: year or three second round picks next year? A compensatory pick. I'm There's pretty sure you can. I think you can. I would assume you can, but
2: yeah, well, because it's not to the like credit. there's, it, it's not it's like, like a there's bet. a, uh, it's not like there's a condition on it that you, that you would have to send to
1: someone it. else. i almost spoiled. It. <laughs> just get J. O'Brien back. They just like <laughs> ship, him back, <laughs> ship him off.
0: to you. <laughs> <We> <laughs>
2: you can fucking it. deal with them. Did J. O'Brien even sign with a team? I
1: think he was I think in... it's on the HL. Yeah, I think it's the Toronto. Hold I think that's where he has. It's like I can Google this. We could Google that. We all have right now, uh, 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 what am I looking for How much ability? No, draft order. Yeah, Toronto said?
2: Yeah, I mean like we we definitely have assets especially in, in draft capital. Uh, for these next two drafts, will be in the second is...
0: round, equal to the selection number of the unsigned player. All other team selections will be back. It does not say we can trade it or not, so I assume you can. I don't know. Just...
1: I I can't see why we
2: wouldn't be
0: able to. There.
1: Like, I feel like we could be competitive. Like, not uh, we can be creative with our asset capital at this point, and it's just kind of up to Danny Breer to like show that he can do that it's at this point and he needs to kind of do something big soon or this fan base isn't going to well i'm sure he'll they'll they won't see it for a few more years but he won't be looked very fondly if he's just going to sit on his hands and not do anything about this whole cutter gotier thing and now the big question mark on in your uh, forward future cuz Mishov is not going to if he does come over and everything works out and he's pl- on our team in two years, he's not going to be the Flyers Jesus you want him to be.
0: Hey, man, he's going to line up with Nick DeLaurier and Garnet Hathaway and take this league by storm?
1: God damn it. He's going to do one Michigan going to the press box. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's going to do one Michigan, and then next thing you know, he's Torrell's worst player. He will, he'll go to
2: Siberia. He'll be in the gulag. So... <laughs> That's, yeah, he's gonna go with Ivan Fedotov. He's gonna, he's gonna be sent to the Gulag. He's
0: Gonna be right on brand. They lose Cutter Grotier, and then Mitchkov just doesn't allow him to come over. It's like, oops.
1: Yeah, Mitch, Jesus
0: Christ. It's almost like they should be rebuilding and adding a bunch of really good players, rather than just relying on two of them that were in compromising situations in the first place to build. Yeah, I
2: wonder run. if someone made. A, I wonder
0: if someone wrote an article about that. I did. Oh, because <laughs> no shit. By the way, like it's really listen. Not to be negative, well, you know, far from be it from me, but like NCAA players, this happens with regularity that they don't sign with their drafting team. And you yeah, took a guy yeah. in Russia after literally two straight summers in a row where Ivan Fedotov was refused to leave. Like, I just don't even know. <laughs> Does Mitchkov show up eventually? Probably. But you can't guarantee that now. And you just lost Gochia. You need an ace in the hole here. Immediately. Yeah. I was told that the
2: Flyers don't need any more big name uh, prospects. Yeah, you don't, you you do, you don't
0: build him. teams through the draft, Noah. Yeah, you get <sighs> Sorry, that. my bad. Some of the my crazy bad. shit I have heard like that it's from a lot, Twitter for the last it's few it's months.
2: It's a lot better to... I had someone tell me that it's a lot better to trade for someone than to draft them. I'm like...
0: And then they well, don't I, want to trade for anybody, which is my favorite like, part about yeah. it. We don't need well, to I draft. Just, we can add talent from the outside. Okay, let's add Xeris. Now, fuck you, Dad. we can't add Xeris. <laughs> same honestly, people. Like, the exact same know. people.
2: For me, it's always been the best ways to add players has always been the draft is number one. You get a young player who has potential. Two is free agency. You just pay a guy. Nobody
0: ever makes it to free agency
2: funny. anymore. That is no, the that's problem. The thing. Free agency isn't you get, as exciting. If you're lucky,
0: you get one guy a year. That's it. I mean, it's just, it's been years since you've had three, four, five guys make it at once. You know, thanks, thanks, salary cap. But I don't know. It's just, you need to draft your talent or you need to be ready to pay out the ass to acquire said talent. So, I mean, one way or the other, you got to do it. Yeah. Whether it's money or draft picks. And in this case, if you're doing it with Zegers, it's probably draft picks. But I mean, hey, by the way, Anaheim, let's leave for them for a while. They have this previous, re, you know, core—the Zegers and Drysdale guys—that they're then moving on to add more talented young players to their team to see what works. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Wow, you know, what a concept! Yeah, what a fucking novel concept, huh? It's almost yeah, like have if you rebuild guys. properly, you can, you can make shit work. Mm. It's fucking wow! It's stupid. crazy You have options. Yeah.
1: Wow! And now they're now they're fronted by. Luckily, we have fucking Morgan Frost. (sighs) Yeah, we could send a Morgan Frost. Let's just see. I would be ecstatic if we somehow one for one traded for Morgan Frost for (laughs) Ziegres. And people, I
0: know Twitter would be like, "I'm gonna be here." (laughs) Oh my god, that would just be the best fucking. (laughs) Not be more alive in my life than I will be the day they trade Morgan Frost. I will be so happy.
1: They're not going to Dan- trade him.
0: Daniel's going to drive him to the airport. And Actually, sure if he- I have one <laughs> prediction this summer, they are trading for us. There's no fucking way this guy's coming back.
2: I can't see them no way. bring him back.
0: There's no way this guy's I, coming back.
2: Unless, if he has has an unreal second, back. unless if he has an unreal second half of the season, I can't see them bringing him back.
0: Even if he does, he's not coming back. There's he's no so way impressive. this working relationship between he and Torrance is going to go on one more year. There's no way. No.
1: Well, they had a they had a meeting. They had a talking in his office. Yeah, great. So you know, it's better. It's better. Yeah. It's, it's John Tortorella okay. okay. asked it's
2: okay. to see his photos.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we talked. We talked about Bobcock on the Christmas show. It's, no, we talked to okay bad. We talked. Sorry, Babcock. talk too bad.
2: Yeah. yeah. I remember. Come that. on. No, you don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're it, right. <laughs> There's one you're thing right. I know,
2: it's that you don't remember.
1: Oh God! Was Santa here?
3: <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Steve?
1: That was enjoyable. I had a, I had a fun time on the Christmas show. I want to say I can't wait to do it again next year. Hopefully,
2: uh, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, <sighs> I love the Christmas show. It's great. He spends all it? year. He spends all year complaining. It's like ah, I, I it get, it, get so drunk. At, I get drunk as hell. That I get I get so sick and I'm so hungover the next day. He says like,
0: hey. <laughs> it takes a full year to recover, and I don't drink much during the year because of it. But uh, yeah. yeah, once a year found... I, I can go all out.
2: It, yeah. You should have you seen him before my uh, 21st birthday. He he drank a lot more, and then he. Fucked up that day, and
0: uh... so we had our Noah and Katie's birthday celebration a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and I got wasted, fucked, drinking. It was, and then like, the next morning, I got my fucking COVID shot. Uh, God damn! It, <laughs> was I was drunk. still drunk. I had to drive to Giant, still oh. drunk, <laughs> to get my COVID shot, and it damn near killed me <laughs> oh. oh my
3: fucking
2: god! i was expecting to see you were invited to the funeral of daniel ash god <laughs> oh my god i i think i should i to show you a picture of uh <laughs> dan
0: duct tape i taped my headphones <laughs> to, to <it>. my head
1: <laughs> because they kept falling off <laughs> God bless you guys. Oh my God!
0: You, back, the, our drunk shows back the in the day used to be uh, oh used to be God. something. Nah. Nah. Now y'all getting older. That's I
1: went to. Uh, <laughs> if there's any of a time that this should be a video podcast, it should be made now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, our drunk shows back in the day were. Uh, hell now I'm just old and sad and. Now he just drinks a lot.
2: Asks where Steve is, and then he just starts pretending he's going to throw up, and then he falls out of his Honey, chair Honey, was... it's not pretending.
3: No, he uh, right. throw up after the show. <laughs> well, that is true. All it the is after the, means, show. after the
2: show.
0: Come on, Dan. I know this. <laughs> oh,
2: God. And then Katie tells him to drink water, and I say, No, you got to take another shot And then
0: every fucking year, somebody inevitably, well, or listeners go, He's faking it. Like, you don't understand how much alcohol I put in my body during these shows. Uh, Yeah. If anyone is listening, like,
2: listen, like, to anyone listening, I can attest that Daniel absolutely gets plastered every Christmas show. Yeah. It is. I've seen him drink all the drinks. (laughs) (laughs) I've encouraged the drinking. Yeah. (laughs) I have encouraged the drinking. Yeah,
1: and it's... you know he's not fake because he makes the sour face when it's a, a stronger alcohol. He's like,
2: <laughs> no, the best is the best is when it's something really bad. Like, I think one year you had a different kind of peppermint. Uh, you had a different kind of peppermint. Oh, that uh, peppermint vodka alcohol. Was great. No, You had a different one that you a ad- or was it a different kind of thing? You had one that you absolutely hated and you kept taking it. It was like,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what that was. <laughs> I think. Let's, Let's do a crush show again.
2: Let's start drinking. Right I'm now. down. Let's go. Let go I'll go get the bottle.
1: <laughs> I just got a couple shooters for Christmas, so
0: There you go.
1: We had like a like a, a holiday game. We were trying to do sh- it was like shuffle. I don't know what we were doing, but it was like shuffle board. But it was with shooters, and if you got like a certain line, you got a different shooter. And I got two of them. Uh, oh,
0: Are I mean, still Daniels, doing a podcast? So... Okay. Maybe we should. Have I, done I think here. so. <laughs> I think so. I do have an um,
2: interesting, like, uh, alcohol chocolate thing in my fridge. It's like it looks like a cho- Like, you remember those root beer barrels? Yeah. It looks like a root beer barrel, but it's chocolate. But on the inside is stuff like cognac or like vodka
1: and stuff like that.
0: Chocolate advice. All right,
1: Christmas show, crack. part two. Let's go. All
0: right, let's hang up here and start drinking. At Dan the Flyer uh, fan, Burley at, <laughs> Puck at underscore pod. Plenty of show at the website, at Dan the Flyer fan underscore jerseys is on Instagram. There will be new stuff on the eBay page by the time you hear this. I took a bunch of photos today and everything, so I got to list it all. But Dan the Flyer fan on eBay, I believe the link is on Twitter. And if it's not on Twitter, it is on the Instagram page. So check that out. And uh, nah.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Flyers24, but the F is
1: a PH. Oh, fuck you. Papa. My uh, Twitter handle is Papa Flyers. It's spelled how it is. Okay.
3: (laughs) Until next time,
0: everyone. Goodbye and good night.